it's just a better experience for those clients. They know that there's a person on the other side who cares about them and wants to make sure that they're successful. And I think that's the most important thing. Welcome to Behind Experience, where we give you an inside look behind the people who create the product-led experiences that we all love. Each week, you'll hear inspiring UX examples, proven strategies, and hard-earned lessons from experts all around the world. This is your co-host, Ramley John, and with Lila, my other co-host, and I, we'll be chatting with Stephanie Brown. She is the product manager at Crowd Content. Now, Crowd Content is an easy way for, for clients and freelancers to create high-quality content together at scale. Today, we're going to be talking about a friendly new user survey to really segment the onboarding experience and personalize it for new users. Now, often, a one-size-fits-all approach to onboarding is not the right approach. And in this chat, we'll be talking about how uh, Stephanie and the crowd content team really made a friendly experience uh, with with images and a personalized person who comes up uh, in the in the model to really welcome new users and welcome them through a new user survey. Anyway, let's jump in on our chat with Stephanie. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of this show. This is where we geek out about really great examples, really good UX, some frameworks, tools that really drive product adoption. My name is Ramley John, and I have here my lovely co-host, Lila. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. And today on this lovely day, I am joined, well, I guess it's we, both of us are joined by Stephanie Brown, product manager at Crowd Content where she works on building out features to connect clients and freelancers to create high quality content at scale. Welcome, Stephanie. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Yeah, we're super glad to have you. I know we've pulled you into some stuff before, so folks might be familiar with you around the old AppQ's cinematic universe, I guess you could say. Um, and I know, you know, onboarding is something that we love at AppQs. We can't stop talking about it. Ramley writes about it. I gif about it. There's a lot of things going on about onboarding here. And so we love to just dive in and get to know, um, you know, how you're working on and thinking about onboarding at crowd content. So how did you get into working on improving onboarding at crowd content? I know you have kind of an interesting story. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my journey at crowd content has been um, a bit of a windy path. I started off doing um, essentially grunt work. I was working in Excel, helping out our content managers like improve their processes. And then I found my way into client success and um, started interacting with our users on a more one-to-one basis. Um, and then from there, I was like, you know what? I could do something. <laughs> um, so I, I talked to my team. Uh, luckily, they're incredibly supportive and they brought me into product. I now work with the devs and the designers as well as interacting um, still really closely with those clients, making sure that they're happy with everything that we're working through. That's awesome. So you were kind of first-hand, first-handedly, I don't know if that's the correct <laughs> grammar, but you were first-handedly seeing um, you know, a lot of these one-to-one tickets coming in and you were like, I think there's a better way to do this. Absolutely. I was like, I've seen the back end of the platform now. I've seen like how all of our processes run internally. Um, and I've seen how our clients are using this platform. And I was like, 
we, we can do something. We can make this a lot more streamlined. Um, clients can help themselves um, make that experience better. They don't always have to talk to a human because um, not everyone wants to pick up the phone. So we needed a way to help educate our clients, um, walk them through that first experience, explore the platform and um, do that in a way that we could scale <laughs> internally. Um, but yeah, it's um, been a big focus for me. That onboarding step is the most nice. important. Yeah, absolutely. And so how, you know, when you're seeing, um, what are some of the key indicators to you that you, that there was a better way? Was it like a bunch of repeat tickets or a bunch of the same types of questions or people asking for like, how did you kind of get those signals? Yeah. So I was running the support queue for a really long time. And like you just said, uh, multiple support tickets would come in, same questions would be asked. We were able to get canned responses for them at some point. And I was like, we can put this in front of the users so they don't have to ask us. We can teach them uh, how to go through. And um, with Crowd Content, it's a, a content creation platform and trying to find the right people for your project, um, knowing what to say um, in your instructions, um, picking out the quality levels. All of that is stuff that um, if you were just coming to the platform for the first time um, and not talking to one of our team members, maybe you wouldn't get right away. So um, I was like, we can build something in, we can send out more emails. And then I discovered app cubes. And I was like, we can put <laughs> uh, walkthroughs in place. Um, and I went ham. I started building out tons and tons, um, maybe a bit too much at one point, but uh, we scaled it back. And uh, I think we're in a good flow now. That's that's such a common way to go. Uh, I have totally been there myself and built way too many and then been like, okay, got a little excited. Just going to scale that back <laughs> a little bit, bring it on in. Um, but I've done the same with email, every channel. Mm -hmm. I'm just an, an excited individual. But I I'm wondering too, so, um, you know, I know a little bit about crowd content. So are you, do you also have to do you have to onboard two different types of people? Do you have to onboard the freelancers and then the users themselves? Or is that like split up between teams? How does that work? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, for the longest time, we've been focusing solely on that client side experience that, that the person coming on and placing the order. And only recently have we started like putting in steps to like truly onboard our freelancers separately. Like they have their own signup flow. Everything about their experience is different from the clients. Um, so we've put in some like testing um, onboarding flows. So we have a checklist for them now to help them walk through um, their process. But uh, we have a team dedicated to um, onboarding them. And it's much more, um, much more personal, like they're picking up the phone, they're talking to the writers every time um, so that we can like get them on more successfully, find out what their niches are, their skills. Um, but I'm more focused on the client side of things. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always curious about how marketplaces kind of handle that, like the two sided marketplaces. And mm. I think that makes total sense because like your freelancers are also part of your product. So you giving them a little bit more um, one to one onboarding to make sure that you're also delivering quality makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's cool to hear that you know, you know, there's you're trying to onboard this two sides. Um, I'm guessing 
if you have to define success for onboarding, it would be different for the client as well as for freelancers. I'm curious what um, what you know what success looks like for onboarding uh, a client, uh, and then maybe if you have some a little bit of insight, what success looks like for onboarding uh, a freelancer as well. Yeah, absolutely. So success for us is um, for the client side. It's that the client was able to come on, they've placed their first order and it's gone well. So they went through, they didn't have to reach out for help. <laughs> I mean, unless they really wanted to, because we always encourage them. We have tons of like, meet with us, call us, <laughs> please communicate. Um, but ideally, um, because of how many clients that we're serving, um, they're able to go through that whole first experience um, on their own. They're able to explore, find the right writers, um, find, find the right freelancer. Um, and, and get that order completed um, with success. And ideally a high rating. Ideally they're rating it five out of five, um, meaning they were completely satisfied with the work that they received back. Um, with the freelancers, it's a bit different. We want them to um, sign up, um, apply for their application, um, and then that is success. They've applied, they, they've put through their application and then um, the rest comes back on our team. We get super picky about who we bring on. Um, we want to ensure their quality. So if there's a successful application, um, the um, talent manager will then um, open up a line of communication directly with them and encourage them to apply for work. That's interesting because I, I feel like you all have nailed your activation moment on the client side because, you know, in the wise words of Andrew Kaplan, the, the king of delivering value, it's when they are receiving value from crowd content. It's mm -hmm. not when they're taking some action or it's like when they've clearly gotten the value out of crowd content. Um, Absolutely. So it sounds like you've done your homework um, there. So how did you, you know, work with teams to either nail the activation moment or iterate on your onboarding experience overall? Yeah, originally our onboarding was like, okay, they've made that first deposit. And um, over time, seeing um, the clients that we were bringing on, listening to their grievances with the platform, maybe getting stuck in certain steps, um, we realized a deposit doesn't mean success for us. Um, a deposit is just a promise of future revenue. Um, so for us, that's great. But for uh, the client, they're not... Um, they're not seeing that value right away. So um, it was an iterative process going through with the business team, um, determining like, okay, like, can we just like move that step <laughs> maybe a little bit later on in the flow? Like how can we make this more um, like achievable for our clients? How can we um, show them uh, the value that we offer? Uh, and it was just through conversation back and forth um, internally, um, with the business side of things um, and talking to our clients again, saying like, where, when do you feel comfortable um, within the, the onboarding process? Is it like you've come on, you've signed up, you're like, yep, I'm good to go, like sign me up. Or is it um, after some exploring? And we found um, that it's that first experience, that first order experience is key because um, if that goes south or um, if something goes wrong the chances of them coming back are slim so we try to win them in that first moment that's awesome that makes total sense to me so i mean 
how many teams do you have working just on onboarding or do you have multiple teams? Like how, how do you have that split up? So onboarding, so we have two client success managers, um, Kaylee and Robin, um, and both of them are incredible. I love working with them so much. Um, but we've, they're kind of, they're your go-to. They're always going to be your first point of contact. So they own that onboarding. Um, they are there to help you from the moment you sign up, um, w- reaching out with calls and emails and all of that to even being the faces that you see um, on those um, pop-ups that are those um, tours that we've put in through the platform. And we want to make sure that you see that we are re- real people um, that are taking care of you. So um, on the client side, it's two people, <laughs> Robin and Kaylee. And then on the um, freelancer side of things, it's um, Caitlin, our talent manager. She is that one person um, that ensures um, the onboarding of our freelancers. So two teams, sort of, kind of, but two separate sides of the business. Awesome. Makes total sense to me. Seems like a pretty normal split. Thank, thank you for sharing that. I want to dig into some, some of the screens, uh, some of the just a few of the, app, the experiences you created because you, you said earlier that you uh, that you created a bunch here. Yeah. Uh, and, and for people who are just tuning in uh, via podcast uh, audio, here's what I'm seeing on the screen. There's a modal, there's a face of a person. It says, welcome to Crowd Content. My name is Robin. I'm part of the client success uh, team here at Crowd Content. And they... Um, I'm here to help you with the content creation and there's two vid- uh, two buttons here, watch video and then get started. And as people click on get, get started, uh, they are given more options here. Uh, you know, like, are you looking for ongoing content creation, one-off or ongoing? What do you need most help with? Uh, and there's like five different options there. Are you looking, f- uh, and then it goes through, uh, have you used online content creation service in the past? If yes, what are you looking for alternative? And finally, Thanks for telling us a little bit about you. If you have any questions getting started, uh, you can reach out for a 15-minute demo. And then in the very bottom, there's three buttons. Watch video, 15-minute demo, and get started. You said that earlier before we recorded, you said this is one of the favorite things that you created. Uh, can you chat a little bit about why why that is? And uh-huh. you know, do you have any data to show um, any kind of uh, impact uh, this this one had on onboarding for crowd content? Totally, yeah. So um, this flow is my favorite because it's kind of um, the amalgamation of all of those. Remember when I said I got all excited and put out too many? So I uh, pared that all down. I made it a bit more achievable and added kind of a survey aspect to it. Um, so it's my favorite because it's a choose your own adventure. Depending on the options that you click, um, you'll see a couple of different questions um, or different walkthroughs. So um, if you're selecting, um, I have a niche topic um, or I need a niche writer or niche freelancer, it'll take you to the find your freelancers page um, and it'll give you a little walkthrough on how that works. If you're picking like automation, it'll take you to our content automation pages like the campaigns tool. Um, It'll teach you a bit more about that. Um, and then the survey, um, we've kind of hooked into our HubSpot um, integration and um, we curate content for those people that have gone through this um, based on their selection. So if it's an ongoing project, maybe we'll have more touch points. We'll try to reach out to them more often. Or if it's a one-off, um, we'll give them as much information to help them get started on their own um, and then always reassure them that we're there to help 
Um, and this has really helped us streamline um, our, our client communication between our small team. Um, depending on the size of the project, it'll go to one of our two team members on the client side. Um, so that ongoing or offgoing is kind of like a trigger for us um, for splitting all of that out. Um, and it's made things a lot easier. You definitely have, we've seen a higher conversion on our like sign up to first order. Um, we started off, um, we've, we've like increased it by 15%, I believe. It doesn't sound too big at the moment, but it's always growing. So I'm very happy with that. The more people that go through it, it's just a better experience for those clients. They know that there's a person on the other side who cares about them and wants to make sure that they're successful. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. And I love that you're like, yeah, I kind of combined a bunch of my approaches into, you know, kind of a choose your own adventure modal, which I love. So what is your, I mean, in the three options here, have you done things like, this is always the question I ask people. So don't, this is not trying to be a gotcha. I asked Deep D this too. So and this is just, and then she threw it back at me that I asked her this at Litmus as well. <laughs> when we work together. So this is just a stick, a stick that I have. But have you tried like rearranging the options here in the button? Um, or do you notice any like change or like middle selection being the most popular? I mean, I'm sure there's a reason you have a blue get started button, but yeah. like, did you, you know, come to that? Is there any thought behind that or is it like just th those are the order? Uh, so there has been some rearranging of the options. We try to get like the most important stuff for us at the get go, like the first couple questions, because um, we, we know people get, they just want to get started. They just want to go. Um, so mm. we've given them um, as many options as possible to get out at the bottom um, yeah. while still providing us like the most information at the beginning. So as long as we have those first couple questions answered, we're usually good to go. Um, from our side, we can help you guys like help the client the, the most or direct them to the most helpful information that's relevant for them um, while always giving them an exit strategy at the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how we've done it. Um, but there's been multiple questions on here that keep getting taken out, added back in um, based on um, just trial and error. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. I'm sure you're always wanting to, to perfect those. And I'm wondering, you mentioned the HubSpot integration. Mm -hmm. um, so do you have the survey fields from this actually updating properties in HubSpot or how are you, how are cool. you doing that? Yeah, so they, they update properties that we've put in like ongoing or offgoing content. That's the, that's the main one that we focus on um, or yeah, ongoing or one off. Um, and that's how we, we split them out into like a little tree of if this, mm. then do that. Interesting. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. I was just um, talking about doing this um, uh, with another uh, FQ's customer today. Um, so I'm going to have to, cause I was like, I know that you can do this, but I've never done it with forms and properties. Um, yeah. So I've only done it with like completing flows or um, events. So it's really nice to see that some in the wild, some in the same day, which is very <laughs> serendipitous. Um, I like it. So yeah, I love it that. does and take I a little bit of like figuring out. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. once, 
once we got it sorted, um, it, it's been really successful. So I definitely recommend um, trialing it out. Yeah, All right. Um, I like I like the I like the uh, all the systems working together. It's my favorite thing. That's when like tools like AppQs just become in, ten times more useful. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You were asked. You mentioned earlier on questions that keep coming on and off. Do you recall once here that it was just added on, and then what, or even a question that was taken off off the top of your of your head? Yeah, a, a new addition to this form is the um, competitor usage. Like, have you used another platform oh, before? Boy. Um, I think mm. it's one of the last ones on there. Yeah. Um, and uh, the reason we ended up putting this on is because uh, if we're assuming this is an assumption, but if a client has had experience on a platform like us before, potentially they'll have like a better idea of what they're looking for. Um, they'll kind of understand the flow a bit better, are probably more likely to not need as much handholding um, during um, their experience with us. Um, so just having that information and then like who were they and then what wasn't working there? Why did you look for an alternative? Um, so that we can definitely hit those pain points for them. That, that, that's Those are um, new additions to this form. Um, some additions that got removed because they were either being skipped too often or people weren't interested in filling them out or didn't really see the value in there. There's things like, um, do you have like an editing team in-house? Like, do you have, like, are you going to be editing the content or do you have a team that's going to be doing that? Um, or are you looking for us to help you with that as an attempt to introduce them to the idea that not only do we have writers, but we also have editors. Um, we can help you um, not just with the writing of your content, but also improving the quality of what you've already published. Um, but we didn't see success with that question. So we ended up taking it out. Interesting. Interesting. You know, yeah. The thing I, I really love about this is the picture of the, of the person, uh, Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, did you experiment? I'm really curious about that. Um, my, my hypothesis is anytime you can make it more personal, uh, people are more willing to complete it. There's that likability principle from Robert Caldini's uh, you know, persuasion principles where... <laughs> she mm-hmm. always been, a photo of her always been here or is this something that was added on after and you saw like an uplift in completion rate? Uh, so originally we had a video, um, so that video that mm. we have linked at the bottom there, and it was just there for um, clients to click play. Um, we didn't find success there. They weren't clicking on it, um, but that's okay because we added it to an email sequence uh, later on um, and introduced a, a similar video in a different flow. But um, we know for sure that having um, someone um, that isn't a computer, that isn't a graphic um, displayed um, brings that personality, that, that personability um, to the product. So um, Robin is lovely to work with as a team member, but also a great client success manager and a beautiful, friendly face. Um, so having her on there was an easy win. Um, no brainer. I love that. Um, I got to start using the gifs of me and Ramley in our onboarding and see if that increases. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you got to give it a shot. We should try it, Ramley. I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Maybe we'll I... we'll see our activation rate plummet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll try it. We'll have to try it. What? Are, speaking of that, what are some things that maybe surprised you? Um, you know, when you 
we're working on these and you're like, oh, this is going to be a win. And then it flopped or vice versa. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this because my boss told me to. But like, I think it's a terrible idea. And then it ended up crushing. Happened to me so many times. Yeah. So one of the biggest surprises was like the the lack of engagement on that video. I was like, why wouldn't you want to see like someone talking to you and like knowing that this isn't some Photoshop like person or a robot. This is like a human. <laughs> um, so having that video kind of not um, perform as well was um, a little disappointing, um, but we still kind of kept that same idea with the, the picture and have seen success there. We've seen like higher completion rates um, of the full flow. Um, I was also surprised that keeping that consistent throughout the, the, um, throughout the flow brought success as well. Before it was just on that first page and then just a bunch of little questions. Um, that could have been because the, the modal format kind of like it changes shape and then it's a bit distracting for our, uh, for our clients that are just trying to click through. Um, but having that standard top bar and then just the questions changing, I, I think made it seem like maybe it wasn't seven or that seven steps. It was maybe just one. There's just like a couple questions to answer. So um, just That's the psychology of it was, was interesting to, to, to go through. Yeah, I find that in general, trying to make your experiences like visually cohesive in some way does um, help in general. All these little touches, like we mm. spoke with Taylor at Trainual, who has like a hot spot that was the same color as like the banner mm. and, the, and they were both related to like a trial. And then, you know, I was just thinking about in our onboarding, like, it would be great to have one visual identity for all of our onboarding. Like, you know, some, I'm, I'm going to use the word mascot, but like, I don't mean that in like, in a, in a mascot type way, not to hate on any mascots. Cause I like all the mascots out there. Well, a lot of them gritty is number one, but, um, but like, I, I think that just having that helps put somebody in the right frame of mind. Like, Oh, okay. This is like, this type of thing that is going to help me get better at this or learn this. Um, that's, that's just another, th you know, another random theory. I think they all kind of contribute to each other though. And it bubbles mm -hmm. up. It was one of the experience that, uh, I really, really loved here. Uh, it's this one right here where, you know, when, when I signed up and I apologize, I signed up with, uh, with a fake account and now you have a bunch <laughs> you might have a bunch of ramley or accuse emails i say this every say this every episode ramley is coming for your free trials ladies and gentlemen he's coming <laughs> watch out we were Thank so you. excited when we saw that you signed up too <laughs> oh we might actually consider using so that's something to, th to think about uh, as yeah well. so we are in need we are in need so mm, yeah yeah there you go ramley so, <laughs> there's this screen out. I'm like setting up my order here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this modal shows up. It says quick tip for select for selecting your quality level. Uh, there's like one or two star freelancers, three star freelancers, and then four star freelancers. Uh, and then there's a button read more. And that brought me to, I believe, a help article or, or a blog post. And then there's a close. Uh, I'm curious how, how this has performed and any insights or data that you can talk a little bit about this this uh, experience? Yeah, so uh, this pop-up uh, came from my time working in the support queue. Um, something that clients always um, find challenging is like, how do I know what I need? Um, how do I know what quality level is right for me? Um, I heard that all the time. And 
um, I was like, okay, well, the clients that we're helping are finding success because we're setting their expectations. Um, like we're talking to them, we're explaining it, we're walking them through like how to get the most out of the quality level that they're selecting. Um, so what we ended up doing was, well, if that's their first time on the order form, maybe we should just show them. We should um, bring that education piece right to where they're about to make that decision. Um, as well as like offer them some extra help, whether with it's that um, instructions template that's um, hyperlinked at the top or um, that read more, which goes into just a more in-depth version of, of what each quality level is capable of working on. Or not capable of working on, but the um, expectations of the quality that you're going to receive back from when selecting them. Um, so yeah, so this came from frequently asked questions and um, bringing a way to um, educate the client without actually having to um, speak with them directly, um, giving them that opportunity to learn and um, hopefully help them make the best decision when uh, moving forward with that first experience. That's awesome. And did you notice like any viewer support tickets here or any kind of ripple, ripple effects of this? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so we don't get as many, um, Oh, this wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, emails coming in off of that first order, which was exactly what I was hoping would happen. Yeah, um, that's great. And we've yep. also seen a bit of an increase in those higher quality levels getting selected. So that's a bonus on that's the good. business side as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Way to go! Yeah, I love I love this. It's um, very very helpful, and it, and it, it's is born out of uh, you know an insight that you're get that you were getting a lot of tickets about this particular issue and then, mm -hmm. you know now you created this uh, particular solution uh, around that so thanks for sharing a little bit about, about that the other thing i want to uh, ask you is around you know we shared uh, some of the stuff that's already implemented but there, is there anything that you're excited about trying out next whether that's on onboarding or or anything else um a product experience really that you're like super jazzed super excited about uh, trying out in the next few months or even sometime this year? Yeah, so something that I mentioned on the, the panels that we were launching a redesign of our, of our whole platform. And in those screenshots, you're actually seeing the very first like push forward of that redesign. Doesn't look, didn't look like that three months ago and it's not gonna look like that in six months. Um, so um, part of what we're, what I'm really excited about as part of that is getting more user feedback, implementing more user surveys, getting feedback on what we've just pushed out and what clients want to see more of. Um, so that's something I'm really excited about. Uh, I'm also excited to work with the um, freelancer side of our team, um, our talent manager, making like a similar robust experience that our clients are getting um, with our freelancers. Awesome. That sounds fun. Can't wait to see it. I know I'll be creeping on what crowd content is doing. Um, so tell us, Stephanie, where can people uh, find out more about what you're working on? Are you on LinkedIn or Twitter? Or do you have any other um, places you hang out? Yeah, um, I we crowd content posts a whole bunch of stuff on their LinkedIn page. I believe that's our most active. Um, definitely find us out there. Um, nice. It's just um, our, our main LinkedIn page um, or our website. We're posting updates there too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so much fun gabbing about flows and onboarding. I've learned a lot. I definitely want to get started on making more of a visual identity for our onboarding now. We won't use um, Robin. We'll find somebody <laughs> else. Um, 
since I know you guys already <laughs> are taking, Robin is taken, but um, yeah, I really appreciate you chatting with us and um, until the next one, everyone. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it.